What's going on, family? Happy Tuesday, and welcome to another episode of The Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you had a very productive Monday. Uh, whether you are working from home or you are deemed essential business and had to leave the home, we certainly hope that whatever you did yesterday was productive uh, and was also filled with safety. And perhaps it's a great time for you to be able to reconnect with family, friends, or maybe even re engage in your love of pro wrestling whatever you did yesterday hope it was fantastic i want to say a big thank you to everyone who follows us on social media the faction show at the faction show on instagram facebook and twitter those who are currently subscribed to our podcast thank you so much and if you're new Welcome aboard. Join the party. We have a lot of fun here in the world of the faction, bringing you fantastic wrestling news. So with that said, yesterday was a pretty busy day in the world of pro wrestling and related material. I want to follow up on a few stories we shared with you yesterday and give you some brand new news as well. So yesterday we talked a bit about the XFL um, kind of going belly up. The fact that they had said that they were going to pretty much cease operations, well, they really confirmed that yesterday when they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Yeah. So remember, yesterday we told you they suspended operations and laid off nearly all of its employees. Well, they have filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, and that happened yesterday. So the filing, which was made by Alpha Entertainment, listed the XFL with assets and liabilities, each in the range of $10 million to $50 million. However, they have creditors that have to be paid, the largest of which was the St. Louis Sports Commission, to whom they owe $1.6 million. And get this, seven of the league's eight coaches are among the top creditors. So this is a pretty big situation involving the XFL, which it's unfortunate because many, many wondered what would happen with the XFL. Um, You know, it certainly had a lot of fanfare. There were years of planning put into it. No one saw the demise of it coming so soon. Now, if there is a bit of good news, it is that the XFL chose to pay its employees through April the 12th, which included a crude vacation time, and they're going to refund all advance ticket sales so kind of a sad day in the world of the xfl but that's what's happening they have filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy so it looks like it could be very very real that we will no longer see the xfl make a return or anything related to that so it's been a busy time for vince mcmahon so since that's happening here's the other side of the coin that is most interesting and well now I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. A little bit of WWE news before we get into the super big news. And that is yesterday, WWE also announced uh, information about its NXT Cruiserweight Championship tournament. So as we've mentioned earlier, uh, last Wednesday, William Regal uh, chose to strip Well, I don't know if it's accurate to say strip, but uh, Jordan Devlin, of course, is the current NXT Cruiserweight champion. He's over in the UK because of what's going on with coronavirus. He has a travel ban, so he can't defend the championship. So William Regal has announced that there will be a tournament 
for an interim NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Well, we've got more information about this as we shared on our social media page yesterday. There will be an eight-man tournament. This eight-man tournament will see groups of four in a round-robin style tournament. So Group A features a former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Kushida, former 205 Live General Manager Drake Maverick, former Cruiserweight Champion Tony Nese, and newcomer Jake Atlas. That's going to be part of Group A. And Group B will feature uh, former champion at Evolve, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Also, we've got a former cruiserweight champion, Akira Tozawa. Someone who's never been a cruiserweight champion, but has been with uh, the cruiserweight movement since the inaugural cruiserweight classic, Gentleman Jack Gallagher. And the newest addition to NXT, El Hijo de Fantasma, second generation luchador who will make his debut in the tournament. So all eight of those guys will be part of the NXT Cruiserweight Championship Tournament, which kicks off this Wednesday on NXT. So with that said, the world is talking about this incredible bit of news involving WWE. We've been following how will WWE handle business in this coronavirus era. So we saw, of course, in the month of March that they taped most of their shows, including WrestleMania and the Raw after WrestleMania. How would everything else be handled? Well, we reported to you yesterday that Vince McMahon had apparently armed a number of the superstars with letters in case they get stopped by the police. And those letters would say that they are essential media. And so they had to come to work. Well, it got a bit more interesting yesterday. As the mayor of Orange County, Florida, his name is Jerry Demings, um, had something very specific to say when he was asked in a town meeting as to whether or not WWE uh, should be forced to close their doors during this time frame. You got to hear this straight from him to believe it. Here's what Jerry Demings had to say yesterday in this town meeting. WWE, which is taping their shows here in town, announced last night they had one of their, I believe it was an on-stage performer, test positive. Are you aware, are they deemed an essential business, or did they get a special exemption to stay open, or are you aware of how they're able to? I think initially there was um, a review that was done, and they were not essentially deemed, they were not initially deemed an essential business. With some conversation with the, the governor's office re regarding the governor's order, they were deemed an essential business. And so therefore they were allowed uh, to remain open. Uh, in terms of the specifics associated with the wrestler who, uh, our personality who tested positive, I, I don't know any of the details of that, obviously, because of uh, HIPAA laws, et cetera. I don't know that, but you know, that's like a little family, a small, a family of uh, professional athletes uh, that wrestle and uh, you know if, if one of uh, my family members tested positive in my house uh, that would be concerning to me you know we would have to uh, make some provisions in my house to make sure that the rest of us not get infected and so I would assume that from a business perspective the WWE is doing that type of uh, analysis of its own family. So, here's a synopsis. 
bottom line is now the governor of Florida deems WWE an essential business. So let's get this straight. And listen, I'm among the first to love all things pro wrestling. But the governor of Florida now says that WWE is essential business just like every hospital, just like every police department, just like all of the restaurants who are serving food, just like gas stations and mechanics. Um, okay. So let's just say a couple of things here. First and foremost, I want to acknowledge what perhaps some may not be considering. That WWE right now is literally between a rock and a hard place. So, yes, it is important that you absolutely care for the well-being of uh, your people. And why that becomes important, it's pretty simple. Because you don't want anybody getting sick on your watch and here's the challenge with that of course we already know as you heard in the clip and as we mentioned yesterday that wwe has its first confirmed case of coronavirus but uh, all of that seemingly was swept under the rug now here's what wwe has also said apparently they uh have a medical team screening everyone at the performance center before they walk in the door they have also sent emails to tell people hey once you are inside you're encouraged to wear a face mask and if you can't get one then you should make one and then wwe even goes so far to explain how one can make a mask by sewing fabric wearing a bandana or ripping off an old t-shirt sleeve and the key says when the cameras are rolling, these should be taken off. So basically, WWE has told their folks, listen, come to work. We're going to screen you, make your own mask and be here to get the job done. Now, they've also suggested, like everyone else, that you wash your hands. Um, and uh, after handling the face masks and, and the like, wash your hands with soap and water as often as possible. Um, Guys. Does anybody see an issue with this potentially? Now, please don't get me wrong. I love the fact that we at least get some degree of entertainment, um, but I don't want this at the risk of anyone working. Think about this. Roman Reigns, the company's, arguably the company's biggest star, did not work the biggest event of the year because he was concerned of the impact of coronavirus to, of course, his personal health, his family's health, etc. We all know that his immune system was weakened through his battle with leukemia, etc., etc. This is not good. But I'll tell you, again, WWE has a number of masters here. There is the health and well-being of your employees. But then there's also these two mammoth contracts that began executing in October with both Fox and USA. The Fox deal is for five years and it totals a billion dollars. The Monday Night Raw deal with USA is for three or four years, roughly $260 million a year. So there's a so basically you're talking almost $2 billion here. 
And part of the contract, from what I understand for WWE, is that this content has to be live. They're only permitted to showcase X number of tape shows during the year. And my understanding, according to reports, is that Monday Night Raw is only allocated three taped shows a year. And if you do the math, they've pretty much met that. Mm already because of what's happened with this coronavirus so as we mentioned yesterday wwe is looking to do uh shows much closer to live if not fully live um to maintain their contract so here's the battle how do you maintain the contract and still produce shows that are going to be live and keep the people safe it's a tough spot to be in and yes it's very easy to say bad things about wwe um but i don't know right perhaps there's a better way to resolve this as we've been seeing on uh raw and smackdown as of late they've been showing far less pre-recorded material in terms of long matches from you know days gone by and they're now going with full cards but it's so different and now you understand some of the pressure behind it. What did WWE have to do to be deemed an essential business in Florida? Well, let me not pontificate. You can probably do your own math on that. But I want to hear from you via social media and find out, do you think it's the right thing for WWE to be deemed essential business in Florida? Now, some of you guys uh, spoke out last night after we posted it and uh, were pretty vocal about this and perhaps rightfully so. Some have even gone on to say that money talks and perhaps money does. I do have this one question to ask. If indeed pro wrestling is deemed essential business in Florida, then what about AEW? After all, AEW's headquarters is in Jacksonville, Florida. Hmm. And I happen to know that they're not taping in Jacksonville, Florida. Hmm. All right. Well, I want to hear your thoughts on all of that via social media at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast. Tomorrow, we've got the weekly roundup coming with our good brothers, Courtney Beard and Brandon Clack. So it should be a very intriguing show. And I hope you guys will be paying attention. And we may or may not have a surprise coming for you this week. So stay tuned. But until then, I hope you guys have an amazing day. It's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers, Courtney and Clack. And we call this essential business. After all, we're the faction powered by Bonner Fad Radio. <laughs>